It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. C103 Gardening with the Mallow Home and Garden Festival May 26th to 28th at Cork Racecourse Mallow. It's too big to miss. Peter Dowd of theirishgardener.com joining me. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you? I'm well. How could you not be in good mood with the weather so glorious? Isn't it just gorgeous to see the blue sky and oh, it just it puts everybody in a good mood, I think, yeah. And I have to say, and I admitted it earlier and I got called out on it. I cut the grass yesterday. Now, we've got a very small amount of grass out the front. I left the back garden, but I cut the front one and somebody picked me up and said, what about no mow may? Are you a fan of the no mow may? Do you know, I, I am a fan of each to their own to a large degree, Trish. I don't think that we should, um, I know people will, will agree and disagree with me, but I don't think we should, any one of us should force our own opinions on others in the garden or anywhere else. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's obviously important. And I mean, you, you know it because for the last 20 odd years, I've been talking about the importance of working with nature in the garden. But that's not to say that you, you can't mow your lawn and be still ecologically and environmentally sound because you can um, and in fact, it's, I think it's nearly more important that you don't mow the lawn in April um, 
because it, that's when the dandelions are in full bloom. There's more and more coming into flower now outside of the lawn to sustain wildlife. So um, I'm a fan of it, yes, but I absolutely wouldn't give out to you for cutting <laughs> cutting your grass. I no, left I left no. the back garden because that is full of dandelions and I, and I can see bees on it. So I did. So I'm I'm half good and half not good. Anyway, each <laughs> each to their own. Okay, straight into questions. And yes. we sent you on some pictures. Uh, John Paul sent them on earlier to to you. First one is the is a question in from James in Charleville. He describes having six flower beds and they're made of box hedging. They're old flower beds. When is the correct time of the year to cut the hedging as he wants to plant summer bedding shortly? And for once, Trisha, I'm I'm prepared. I looked at the photographs Great. in advance of our call today. So I saw them and they look fantastic. Those the real old fashioned kind of traditional flower bed shaped with box hedging and it's mature, really good, thick, mature box hedging. So the time to cut the box hedging, don't cut it now. You'll probably have your summer plants planted before you cut it because <clears throat> really it's with mature box, it's it's kind of July, August is when you prune it. I remember a gardener years and years ago when I was a small child telling me that they don't ever, and it was an English person, and it was, don't ever cut it. I think it was the Epsom Derby. I've no interest in horse racing, I'm afraid, so I could be wrong. But I'm sure they said the Epsom Derby. Whenever that happens, it's after that. So anyway, it's July, July, August. So if you cut it too early, you see, you're leaving the, the new growth quite vulnerable to, to sun scorch or to even to a late frost um, and also to box blight. So you, you do it a bit later in the season. July, August is when you would do that. Okay, I can tell you the Epsom Derby for this year is on the third of June. Oh well, it's more, well after the Epsom Derby, so this year, <laughs> July, I would say July. August. Maybe that's changed. Maybe they've they've changed yeah. the timing. Oh, it's in June anyway. Um, and there was also a picture sent in for listener this, uh, who sent in a picture of their magnolia uh, to check. Um, also, the best feed for it is it a seaweed feed? Is that the best? I would say so, yes. And I think that was related to a question we had last week, Trish, yeah, where she was, was saying yeah. that it had, yeah, put on a few flowers, but but she wasn't overly impressed with it yet. Uh, it looks perfect. It looks fine to me. And I remember saying to her that it, without seeing the picture, it could be a question of patience, but maybe it is suffering. After looking at the picture, it, I mean, it's a good bit off. It's 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 absolute best yet, several years off, but it is flowering. It's quite a few flowers for its size. It, it looks healthy. If you want to give it a feed, I would say that the... the, the, the yeah, seaweed feed is good, but actual seaweed, composted seaweed or your own homemade compost to improve the soil around the base of the plant. So add organic matter to the soil, like a good, uh, a good quality compost, be it homemade or shop bought. Uh, and that should be um, that should be enough for it. And then Eileen in Balancholic was on to us. Uh, this is to do with her dwarf hydrangea. Now, she said it's been fine for about six or seven years. But last year, she reckons it was around the first or second week of July, the leaves started to go brown and eventually the leaves fell off. Uh, in the end, the flowers all died away uh, as well. Just as the flowers were about to come out, um, uh, they, they died off. Anyway, she's noticed this year, the leaf edges are drooping down and she's afraid the same thing is going to happen. Will the flowers die off and will it follow what happened last year do you think I, I the, the short answer is yes I would think so um, it sounds to me it's an unusual it's unusual to see that but it hydrangeas do get kind of a rot um, it's a fungal rot where you, you, you can see it from time to time 
where you kind of see the leaf going brown and particularly brown spots which which get bigger and yes the flowers do fall off it's it's a fungal infection again like so many of the pathogens in our garden uh, caused by well not caused by but because of our damp and humid climate and moist moist and warm if you like that's ideal conditions for for this fungal like fungal infection like so many others the, the best thing to do is at this stage even prune it quite hard now to prune off the, the wilting leaves, the stems with the wilting leaves, and drench. You don't need to prune it to ground level now or anything like that. You don't need to go that extreme. But but give it a general prune now, uh, making sure that you're removing any of the drooping leaves. And then I would suggest a, a drench with copper sulfate mixed with water, which is my kind of catch-all for fungal infections, uh, and try and prevent it. It's try, try and prevent it getting a hold again, as opposed to trying to cure it when it has it. You know, so prune yeah. it off treat it and again a good feed so maybe a good seaweed feed to drive on to, to, uh, to increase its immunity you know and an email in from Martin to Patricia at c103.ie Hi Peter is there any way to dissuade the local fat pigeons from pecking at and eating my lawn gold which I recently spread on the lawn the, the short answer to that is not that I know of. <laughs> yeah. But I'm surprised they're going at the lawn gold. The, the, like they wouldn't be going, I wouldn't have thought they should be going at the lawn gold. I would suggest it's more likely there's something in the soil underneath the lawn, like the grubs of leather jackets and that, which would be commonly attacked by kind of crows and that in the ground. But normally much late, well, I suppose, yeah, normally later in the season, kind of August time, September even. Um, so unless there's another bug in the soil, that's a, I, I find it hard to believe they're, they're attracted to the lawn gold. I would say... It's either a bug in the ground or it could be something like, and this might make more sense, if it's nest building time for them, they might actually be taking, they might be doing you a favour, they might be taking some of the moss out of the lawn for nest building. Um, but the short answer is no. I mean, you, you could obviously try a scarecrow or something like that, but uh, they, they, before too long, they may end up just using that as a perch. Yeah, so, that's, um, that's wild life I, I, for you. Yeah. Hey, that's it. Uh, Mary from Gagan. Uh, Peter, is it too late to plant golden wonder potatoes? I suppose better late than never. So you, they, their main crop, where are we? Start, early May, middle of May. Middle of May. Um, you're, you are getting a bit late. You are you're late, yes, there's no question. But do I think they will, will, will give, still give you a harvest this year? I do. They, I think they would. So I would plant them if you have them or if you can get them, plant them. You'll be harvesting them quite late in the season, August, September, even later. Hi, and just stay on potatoes. Listeners wondering, can you get blight in May or would it be frost burn? My potato leaves are very weather looking. Weathered. Looking. I would say frost burn, definitely, yeah. Uh, and and there's they're they're quite it's quite similar the symptoms, but the frost burn will look more black than brown, if you know what I mean. Um, but I suppose the short answer you probably could get blight in May, but it would be very unusual. It's normally much later in the season. I, I would say definitely it's frost burn. Any any damage now? Question about rhubarb. It's great to see people growing all their own fruit and veg. Uh, can you Isn't pick it? Can you pick rhubarb this year after planting it last summer? And if so, when would you cut it? The, the 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 correct answer to that is no. You should leave it leave it without harvesting it this year. Don't eat it this year. But I, I often do in the first year. You could cut it now. Whenever it's kind of the thing. Whenever it looks ready to go, it's ready to go. You know. So you if if the stems are good, depends. Every people. Some people like the very young stems, and other people like it to get a bit older. Um, but if you think it's ready for you, then they absolutely harvest away. And nothing like stewed rhubarb or rhubarb tart. It, it, yes, I, I'm not its greatest not fan, fan, but I do no. like it. No, yes. no, I, I saw it actually in the supermarket the other day and said, oh, it's a rhubarb season. Uh, question for Peter. What is the best watering system for a large polytunnel? 
I, I can't actually give an answer to that really without without looking at exactly what you're trying to do. Like if you're growing up on shelves or if it's just the ground, like it'll be, and depending on what you're growing, it may be a sprinkler system, but equally it could be a soaker hose system where you're soaking the ground and not the foliage. Because a lot of the time, if you're, uh, particularly if you're growing tomatoes and things like that, if you're, if you're using a sprinkler system, the water getting on the leaves and on the fruit can nearly cause more damage than than what it's the opposite so you might be better off with things like that to use what's called a soaker hose uh which is where the water just so- seeps out of the hose into the ground it's not um it's not sprinkling as such so it kind of does depend what you're growing and what you want to do because there are other crops then that you would want to increase the humidity where a sprinkler system would be better so it does depend really uh, on what you're doing but you might be better off there are if you a quick search online will will direct you to actual companies that do nothing but irrigation systems so so that might be time well spent Okay, question for a uh, question for Peter. I've got roses. Uh, some of them have already flowered, uh, but I've noticed a good bit of black spot on the leaves. Could I spray them now with Rose Clear? Now, you're not a fan of Rose Clear, sure you're not? I'm not. No, I'm not no. a fan of any garden chemicals far from it. So no, I wouldn't. I would go back to the cultural control like we were talking about earlier on with the... Um, uh, with the hydrangea, to so go back to cultural control, which is prune off the infected growth, to so prune off any of the stems with with um, with the black spot, uh, and drench it with um, copper sulfate mixed with water. It's early for them to be getting black spot, but as they have it, prune it off, drench it with the, the copper sulfate, uh, give it a good food. You could go with a specialist rose food like the Goulding's rose food, or again just a good seaweed feed, just to 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 increase the overall plant vigor and to increase it to improve its immunity. Uh, a good organic plant food, much much better to do those two things and then put on some nasty chemical. Uh, Mary wants to know at what stage should she start feeding her tomatoes? From now on, really. Yeah. As if they're, where are we? Middle of May, provided they're planted and they're, they're, you know, they're showing four or five pairs of leaves, I would be feeding from now on. Okay, and somebody has two broom shrubs in the garden. One has grown very big and the base is now very woody with vegetation and flowers only on the top. Can we? Can I cut it down or will the base ever flower again? Most plants, Trish, uh, as I often say, they're like a fine wine. They get better with age. A bit, a bit like ourselves. But <laughs> there are some plants which... Uh, which don't, I'm afraid. There are some plants which kind of have a lifespan in the garden uh, and broom is one of them. Lavender is another and Hebe is another where they give brilliant displays, but they just, they do, they kind of outgrow themselves and they get woody and no matter what you do nearly. um, So it's better to trim them every year, even when you don't think they need it, just keep them good and bushy. But if you don't, and and even when you do, sometimes they do get this woody, uh, leggy appearance where the growth is all on top. And in answer to the question, if you cut that broom back hard now, it won't regenerate. No. So it's either live with it as it is and enjoy the bit of growth and the bit of flower on the periphery of the plant. Or, or my advice would nearly be to take it out and replace it. OK, um, that's where we wrap it up. Are you off to Chelsea? Is that this week? Off at the weekend. Off Can't wait. Counting down the okay. seats. Off at the weekend. We yeah. will look forward to talking to you next week about it. Enjoy and have a lovely week. And you. Thanks, Trish. Thanks a million. That's uh, Peter Dowdle, uh, theirishgardener.com. Hi, Patricia. Would you wish the best of luck, please, to Dylan Corkery from Lombardstown? He is... 
Sorry, that's gone up ahead of me. He is the captain of Team Ireland in the five-stage Ross Talton cycle race. The Ross starts today. Stage one from Lavender Burr. Stage two on Thursday. Tomorrow, Burr to Ennis. Stage three on Friday. Ennis to Castle Bar. Saturday is from Charlestown to Monaghan. Stage six is on Sunday, which is Monaghan to Black Rock in Dublin. Best wishes to Dylan and Team Ireland from all of his friends in Kilbrin, especially his nana and granddad, and that's Mary and John Joe uh, Corkery. Also, best of luck to Steve and Joan Rose.